Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. John DeSimio has worked for nearly four decades in the entertainment industry, starting with various entertainment public relations agencies representing personalities, television shows such as Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, Mork and Mindy, and Taxi, as well as television and motion picture production companies. He later held posts as a national publicity director with 20th Century Fox and senior vice president with Castle Rock Entertainment. He supervised all the company motion picture and television publicity campaigns, and they included When Harry Met Sally, City Slickers, Misery, and A Few Good Men, Honeymoon in Vegas, and Shawshank Redemption, among others, as well as uh, NBC series Seinfeld. He has since shifted his career focus and now serves as the executive vice president and board member for the Broadcast Film Critics Association, and that is the reason we have him on here today on Film School, and that, uh, in that the uh, Broadcast Film Critics Association has just announced its uh, nominees in a lot of different categories for motion pictures this year, so we are thrilled and honored to have with us today on Film School, John DeSimio. John, welcome to Film School. Well, thank you very much for uh, inviting me, and I look forward to uh, being uh, taught as well as uh, as lecture. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're you're everyone. Uh, no one leaves here without uh, a an honorary degree from from film school. So, uh, well, it's not the third degree. <laughs> Yeah. Well, now, well, let's talk. First of all, let's let our listeners know a little bit about uh, the Broadcast Film Critics uh, Association. Well, the Broadcast Film Critics, or BFCA for a little shorter, a group of uh, almost 300, we're about 299 uh, members in North America, that includes Canada and the U.S. The, these are uh, people that range from uh, television and radio and Internet, uh, critics uh, who have a following large enough to be considered broadcast. Mm-hmm. So if on the internet, you have to we have uh, a threshold. You have to have a number of uh, of uh, followers and listeners, etc. But the uh, imagine uh, the uh, our on television, our members are the you know, the people who are on the local stations who actually go to the movies mm-hmm. and will tell people on TV or radio. They're also, uh, the group started in some ways because there's a process in the uh, movie campaign, just every, just about every major film has what's known as a press junket. Mm-hmm. And that's where uh, the studios will uh, gather three or four of the actors and a director on a Saturday or a Sunday, mm-hmm. and then they will bring somewhere up to 40 to 50 members of the what's called regional press mm-hmm. and that includes all these TV and radio uh, uh, reviewers from Cincinnati all the top 40 more Cincinnati Chicago everybody except LA and New York mm-hmm. and during that day it starts around 830 in the morning and the uh, the actors or talents as we call them sit in a room and then they are interviewed by these 40 people in sequence. So they, uh, uh, they'll do six minutes with Cincinnati, then they'll do six minutes with Atlanta, six minutes with uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Boise, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So the, it was 20 years ago when 
two members of that, what was called the Junket Press, decided, you know, there's, there's all these other film groups, like the New York Film Critics, the L.A. Film Critics, the National Board of Review, and they said, we've got, we've got a bunch of critics right here. Why don't we, why don't we form a group and put on a show? Mm-hmm. And that was uh, Rod Lurie and Joey Berlin. Oh, okay. And they, they came up with the idea 10 weeks before they actually put on the show. And I was working at Castle Rock back then, and I was uh, I uh, am friendly with uh, Joey and Rod, partly because we have a poker game, but I we've been in the business for a long time together. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I also so they said we want to put on this luncheon. It was originally a luncheon, and they said where can we do this? So I said, well, one of my other poker friends is the sales manager at the uh, Malmaison Sofitel Hotel, and they have a large a room for gathering. So I put them together, and lo and behold, the first year they had a an, a luncheon. It was in January of I think uh, uh, the uh, well uh, the twenty years yeah twenty fifteen whatever mm-hmm. it was not it was uh, uh, ninety five. So anyway, it came off. Everybody that they invited was it was there. It was wonderful. And then the next year they did another. Uh, yeah, and as at Castle Rock, even though none of my people were nominated, we supported them. We bought a table and that yeah. sort of thing. Next year they had luncheon again, and same thing. Supported them. Then, then I uh, had to step down. I have a visual impairment, so I uh, went into uh, you know, on a disability. But then, uh, you know, personally, I got more involved as a board member, and then mm-hmm. uh, it with the uh, the actual running of the the group because. I say I speak both languages, having worked at the studio yeah. and having I had held junkets, and so I knew all these people from around the country on my own. Anyway, that's the broadcast film critics. Well, the uh, subsequently uh, Rod Lurie went on to become a director, including movies like The Contender, right, which, and uh, terrific film, Nothing But the Truth, and yeah. and now he's actually uh, been directing two episodes of uh, the upcoming series Odyssey on NBC. Okay, he's just getting back from Morocco. At any rate, uh, Joey became president, and uh, uh, his goal was to get the show on television. And after five years of being a luncheon, it was picked up by ETV for several years. And then it was picked up by the WB for two years. And then we were looking for a nice, happy relationship, and then the WB canceled itself at the uh, somewhere, you know, about... uh, a little over about nine years ago, and then mm-hmm. we went to MTV. We're there. I'm not MTV. Excuse me, VH1. Mm-hmm. They were associated with MTV. Yeah, we're there for five years, and then we were on the CW for two years. And this year, happy to say, uh, we have a new broadcast partner. That's the A and E Network. Yeah, and the show, which is under the title of Critics' Choice Movie Awards, mm-hmm. it will air live at 6 p.m. in Los Angeles on. Uh, Thursday, January 15th. There'll be a red carpet show available in advance. That'll be on the uh, KTLA in Los Angeles and other Tribune stations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's where you get to see uh, the uh, the stars on the run-up. Now, what makes the uh, that particular date interesting is that Thursday, January 15th at 5.30 a.m., almost 12 hours, uh, 12 and a half hours before our show, the Motion Picture Academy announces their nominees. Ah, okay. So 
that makes for a very long day for people in the publicity and the uh, journalism world because they have to be up to yeah. file that story and to help uh, the, the press when they're looking for interviews with their nominees. Now, it was the CW who suggested we do this because we had always gone before uh, the Golden Globes. We would always be Thursday. They were on a Sunday. Now, we're the Golden Globes will be on the Sunday prior to our show on Thursday. Mm-hmm. But the first year that we did it, when the uh, Oscar nominations came out, we were a little fearful that if someone who was nominated for our show but then didn't get a nomination from the Academy would uh, sort of mysteriously uh, develop a case of the vapors and not be available to show up. Right, right. Well, as fate would have it, that scenario played out, and we were grim grimly awaiting a phone call, because that was the year of Argo. And Argo, uh, Ben Affleck, did not get nominated by the Academy, and yet he was nominated, both he and the film were nominated for our show. Mm-hmm. And we were gratified that he did, in fact, show up, because it meant, oh, our show you know, is more important than just, uh, you know, than, than we thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he's coming because he, you know, well, and it worked out, it comes time to announce the winner, and he wins for best director. Mm-hmm. And the uh, and this was like complete because our vote, voting had already been done before the. Uh, it wasn't like hey, let's do this for a, let's you know steal a march on it. But no, so he gets up, he takes our statuette, holds it aloft, and says, "I'd like to thank the Academy," <laughs> and just killed everybody in the room. And I think anyone, uh, you know, even <laughs> consumers, got a good laugh out of that. So. That was our so our fears were allayed and and next year same thing there uh, Tom Hanks didn't get nominated for some things even though he was mentioned yeah he was nominated at art for, top, for Captain yeah, Phillips and, yeah. and he was there yeah. he was there yeah. they they come it's really uh, oh that's fantastic I assume you're deeply involved in all the preparation work and all that right well there's a production company and they do all the heavy lifting in terms of the look and feel of the show mm-hmm. what uh, what I do is I do a lot of the stuff that no one really knows, and it's all real housekeeping stuff, like contacting the studios mm. and the production companies that have won, first to uh, find out uh, uh, where I can send We Make Up uh, nomination certificates mm-hmm. that uh, acknowledge their achievement. So I have to follow around and say, where do I send these things? <laughs> With the non-glamorous side of the world, here. yeah, yeah, the real heavy lifting kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and then, uh, then closer to the show, uh, when we have, uh, we have about five or six different uh, categories of best picture, and normally, uh, when someone uh, wins an award, it's pretty simple. The uh, if you're an actor, they say your name. Mm-hmm. If you're a costume director, they say your name. But when it comes to uh, best picture, there are a number of people who could claim the right to go up and accept the statuette. Mm, mm-hmm. And one year we uh, we just went to, uh, uh, we're looking at IMDB and we saw, well, the producer, uh, here's the name of a producer, and then we saw uh, the names of the producers who were attending the show, and we just made a selection, and turned out that the producer that uh, we had chosen really had less to do with it than the the one who did have more to do with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, our production and uh, 
executive branch had kind of a bad night. Mm. Mm -hmm. That producer found us and uh, uh, was rather uh, (laughs) dismayed that he did not get the due recognition. So my Mm -hmm. job subsequently is to contact all the people who have films that fall under that heading and say, who is your... uh, uh, designated acceptor. Right. Who is your authorized acceptor? And that way we have it. And I say, you know, the other thing is saying, you know, this is as production purposes is, is no way indicative of outcome, but uh, right. we just need to know who would stand up and receive should that uh, come to pass. Those are some of the things. I, and then there's, uh, we deal with our members, and then the other part is that the, there's a, a, uh, have receptions and things for movies that uh, uh, that have been nominated, and well, you got to go to those, right? Right. And we see other members of the uh, uh, of the awards uh, milieu because uh, up to a point, uh, uh, there's a uh, people who are campaigning can hold these events, Q and As with the filmmakers and all that. But after they get nominated for the Academy, they can't do that anymore. So okay. this is a, a rich okay. period in which they can do that. Gotcha. I, I wanted to get into some of your nominations okay. here because, right. well, let, yeah, yeah. Let me give you a quick rundown yeah, on, uh, on how you, the best the, films. The, ca- the categories are interesting. That's, yeah. that's one. Because we're a critics group, there's a convention among critics is to have their top ten list. We have uh, followed that tradition and have a top ten best picture category. And so this year, we have uh, nominated Birdman, mm-hmm. Boyhood, mm-hmm. Gone Girl, The Grand Budapest Hotel, The Imitation Game, Nightcrawler, Selma, The Theory of Everything, Unbroken, and Whiplash mm-hmm. as uh, for our best films. And that's a pretty good list. Yeah, that is a very good they, list, yeah. And uh, as you know, the Academy several years ago... To, went beyond just doing five films, and they've had up to nine. Yeah. And I have to say that uh, there have been people who've done a lot of uh, analysis, and uh, the uh, our nominees and our winners uh, correspond very closely with, uh, with the Academy, better well, than, uh, than some other groups. Well, John, I would agree. I, I think that, that that looks to me like like the list as well, uh, if you hear yeah. the when, ones you, you were hearing about. Um, now, Foxcatcher would be the only one that's not on here that I would think. Yeah, maybe yeah, that a, was a. Uh, that would be was, the one other one. But uh, uh, people, yeah, they, they, I mean, I have to tell you that uh, I'd heard a lot of what they say North and South reviews on it. People mm-hmm. either really liked it or, mm-hmm. and I must uh, recuse myself or I've not seen it, so I can't really give you even yeah. my personal. Yeah. I just uh, anecdotes of what I've heard, yeah. but the, uh, I would say, yeah, if. It would hard be hard to see which one of these films that are on the ten you would take off to put that on. No, I, I'm agreeing with. You. I mean, there's always there's always one or two yeah. that you you know that, yeah. that. But but another thing that you do uh, with the um, with your organization, the the Broadcast Film Critics Association, is you also have other categories as well. You know, the Academy also has animated features, but you have um, we have best action. Yes, best action best film. Best comedy. Right. And because uh, those genres tend to get overlooked in terms of the best yeah. in uh, uh, 
in the other. Uh, well, and also sci-fi film, and and, and, and oh, yeah, fa- yeah, best. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, no, that's okay. I, I, again, horror, look, yeah. and and there, you know, I'm looking at the list of all these things, and honestly, uh, this is a pretty good year for films. Um, and I, you know, it's easy to kind of. It's easy to run down uh, certain genres of film, and I think sci-fi you have here, and uh, I've heard nothing but good things about uh, Babadook. Uh, Babad- yeah. Babadook, yeah. Uh, Snowpiercer got great reviews. Under the Skin was one of those either loved or you hated, but a lot of people love that movie. Oh, and Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. That was one that, that yeah. came out of nowhere, and, and I know the uh, uh, the critics were very, very high on that. I was, and I thought it was great. American Sniper is in your action movies, which mm-hmm. a terrific film. And even though it's a popcorn movie, very well done. Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, it's hard to kind of, you know, forget well, it. And Edge of Tomorrow, yeah. Fury. Yeah, again, that's what uh, these categories were intended to uh, give credit to films that are well-made and deserve to be uh, uh to be acknowledged yeah. for for their execution, absolutely, and and yet they they you know, they are sometimes stigmatized by being action or horror or, or well, comedy. Comedy. I mean, last time, yeah. comedies uh, have gotten short shrift uh, in the traditional best uh, you know best film category yeah. from all from all groups. Yeah. Yet we know uh, was it uh, Edward Gwynn said. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Drama's easy, comedy is hard. Yeah, yeah. Or right. dying is easy. I'm yeah, sorry. Dying I got, is easy, dying, comedy uh, is hard. Comedy <laughs> is hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, I think that, that's right. Dying is easy, comedy is... Yeah, it is. It is difficult. And there's some great ones. And by the way, there's one I really liked, and I think it's gotten uh, overlooked uh, a lot, is uh, John Favreau's uh, Chef. I, I thought that was a terrific film and uh, well, deserved well, a little better. I'm happy to point out that that uh, that film was recognized by us both as a in the best comedy and John Favreau. Yeah. Yeah. Got nominated for best actor in a comedy. Yeah. No, there there's again I applaud you and the organization Broadcast Film uh, uh, Critics Association uh, for uh, the of uh, uh, your Catholic your Catholic uh, 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 breadth and depth of your of acknowledge ecumenical. Ecumenical, thank you. Better way to put it. Yes, uh, in that regard, it, it, it in and looking over this list again, there are a tr- Edge of Tomorrow, Fury, a lot of really good films. It's a good year. I, I think I don't. I haven't heard people acknowledge it as such, but I think we've had a, a very good year of film. And I and within my little world of indie films, I, there's been some absolutely amazing stuff uh, that I have been in love with myself so you know i'm going to put in uh, getting back to the uh, you mentioned catholic now riffing on the catholic thing the movie that i saw this year that i believe is not just the best movie of the year but one of the best movies of all time is calvary okay brendan gleason oh yeah i didn't see it i heard it yes you saw that good i recommend that okay uh, you go to your Netflix. You go if there are still video stores. What yeah. Calvary, not Cavalry. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Calvary being the the mountain on which uh, uh, the soon-to-be birthday boy was crucified on. <laughs> yes, right. Well, and, uh, another one that that uh, Mr. Turner. I haven't. I've heard great things about that. I haven't seen it yet. But the, but Calvary. Okay, that's a good. That's a good uh, call. 
on that. Uh, I just also uh, acknowledge uh, documentaries. You have Citizen Ford, Glenn Campbell, mm-hmm. I'll Be Me, Jodorowsky's Dune, Last Days of Vietnam, Life Itself, and The Overnighters. And I'm a big. That's a great list, by the way. Yeah, that I, I've. <laughs> by the way. Yeah, we've had almost all of those uh, directors on the. Uh, the only one I don't, I didn't have was Citizen Four, but I expect to get Laura on uh, for that. Did you but have Rory Kennedy on? I did. Yes, oh, I, all the rest of them I have had on. So yeah, it's a terrific list. I hate to do this because I just sort of run out of time. Um, oh. But but uh, I would love to have you back on, John. There's going to be uh, over the course of the the coming film year. There's going to be lots of reasons to give you a call and have you back on to uh, Mike. I'd love to just yeah. uh, give yeah. me uh, you know give me at least three minutes notice and I can do it. <laughs> You're a tough get, is what you're. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, you know, l- l- well, I just let, let's let's get to the particulars here. Uh, the the film, uh, the broadcast film critics association award show. Uh, well, it's called the Critics Choice Movie Award. Oh, I'm the, sorry, you're right. Yeah, My bad. Yeah, the yeah. it's like with the the HFPA Hollywood Foreign Press present the Golden Globes. <laughs> the BFCA present the Critics Choice Movie Awards, which is a distinction. So we also have Critics Choice Television Awards in uh coming out in may but okay. that's a whole different story gotcha, and the gotcha. platform but anyway okay the yeah, 20th the, the 20th annual john the 20th yeah, annual 20th critics annual cho- uh, choice movie awards are coming up on a and e and that is january 15th and that's at 6 6 p.m here on the west coast yeah. uh hosted by michael strahan nfl fame and yes. and his day you know he's got the uh, michael and kelly i guess yes yeah, so he's got his yes that's and true. it'll be Broadcast live from the fabulous Hollywood Palladium. <laughs> okay, well, it's wonderful. I, I'm uh, thank you so much, John, for for being a part of Film School. Uh, as I say again, I mean it. We'll have you back on because there's always, uh, you know, kind of discuss the state of cinema, and you have you come from a, a, a wonderful vantage point of not only your career but also uh, as a lover of film. So um, we'll love to have you back. Okay, well. Count me in. All right, John. Again, we're, we've been speaking with John DeSimio. He is one of the big shots at the uh, Broadcast Film Critics Association. He's the executive vice president and on the board of directors, one of the founding members of the Broadcast uh, Film. No, 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 no. No? I was just there at the... Oh, you were just at, at the... the show, but I was not a member. I was just sort of... Oh. Uh, you... I, I do occasionally claim the uh, position of midwife, but... Uh, okay. But not a not a founder. You were at the poker table when they talked yes, about it. Yes, so, okay, yes. all right. Well, excellent. Well, I appreciate you being on Film School. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll be in touch. Thank you very much, John DeSimio. Oh, thank you, Michael. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.